How you doing? I'm doing all right. I am home. So you were good. home, and I'm yes. with you today. Yes. I'm with you we're today. Together. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so my God. It's been so long, too. So, yes. like, yeah, I mean, we met, like, a, was it two days ago? Two days ago? Yeah, two days yeah. ago. And, yeah, I mean, the Took first time. Took you to do all my chores with me. Yeah, exactly. But it felt so surreal. I was like, Miranda's actually sitting next to me because we've been apart for so long. I, know. I don't know. You felt the same way. Weird. It's so it weird. Well, because so, we so do weird. a podcast together, so we see each other's faces, but, like, not <laughs> I kept, like, I kept looking at you. I was like, are you real? Like, yeah. Are you actually real? Heard, like a hologram. <laughs> and I was like, you can't be real. Like, touches you. Or like, are you still real? Are you still here? <laughs> Our legs are touching right now. There you go. Exactly. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today, we are yes. going to be talking about um, codependency. Yes. Um, yeah, this kind of started. We didn't say we're far from normal. Hi, I'm Miranda. You're right. I'm Shivani. <laughs> this is far from normal. We, uh, we need to write that in every time, every time we start it, it's like, I always like forget. And then I'm like, wait, we didn't introduce ourselves, but yep. for people that are new, that's who we are. So, yes. you know, great. Um, anyway, codependency. Um, yes. we were talking to one of our friends, um, recently cause she's been listening to our episode. Why are you, why'd you turn the camera towards you? That's gross. Um, <laughs> She's been listening to her episodes, and, like, she, um, we talked to her a lot about the concept of codependency, and how she's had it in some of her, uh, relationships, and how I've had it in some of my friendship-type relationships, Mm -hmm. so we thought, why not talk about it in the podcast? Exactly, yeah, and, um, I have a little bit of a backstory to this, too, because codependency sort of came up. And uh, Miranda and I, I don't know, we had a little drama go down, but basically I think we were talking, uh, we were talking about, uh, we were just talking about like the drama that was going Mm -hmm. down, right? So um, I think Miranda was talking about like some of the stuff that was going through her head and I was like on Instagram, I was scrolling through (laughs) things. I don't know what I was doing, but I think I was, like, trying to figure out, like, what was going on and trying to, like, provide, like, a rational explanation for whatever was going on because I'm weird like that, but, um, yeah, so I was going through Instagram, and I found this Instagram post about codependency, and I was mm-hmm. like, should I send this to Miranda? Because, like, I mean, it could help, but it also might very well just do more harm than good, and, um, and, like, I, I mean, I don't know. It, I don't know if it was a good idea or not. I mean, do you think it was a good idea that I sent you the post about codependency but first of all should we define codependency right so people know what it means yes i wrote that down okay. too and i completely missed it yep. sorry do you want to do you want to do it i what did you you wrote it down you say it i didn't write it down i just looked it up you but just said you wrote it down. i wrote down to define codependency okay but basically it's just like excessive behaviors where like you rely on another person and you can't make decisions without them like you are not your own individual person like you are kind of just like mm-hmm. you you make all your decisions, you think decisions and think with another person. Like you guys are like one unit, like you are inseparable, yeah. but in a bad way. But like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's too much. It's obsessive. It's excessive and not good. So uh, yeah, going along those lines, do you think it was helpful that I like, um, put that on your radar at, at it, that time? It- at the time, it was not. At the time, <laughs> I was like, thanks, Shivani. We add another thing for me to worry about to this long list of things for me to worry about. Um, okay. But now, it's good because it's something to be aware of that happened and something that I, like, do. I don't know, because, like, in a lot of my relationships, I, like, try to force them to become, like, uh, I don't know, like, fucking... 
like two puzzle pieces linked together like perfect mm-hmm. and um like we've talked about like in the past how much we'd share with our significant others and I've told you that I like literally want it to be like we could like read each other's minds which is not healthy um but it's good for me to be aware of it and it's good for me to be like look back at like things that you know relationships that have ended and where I have been codependent um because it helps me be aware that like it's good that the relationship ended probably because like yeah that wasn't healthy for me Mm. okay okay I mean like later on do you think like the label sort of helped you like figure out your way out of that or like do you still think I mean you said you still kind of like struggle with it today but like do you think it helped in like the long run um I really didn't analyze it that much I kind of ignored it okay um because I didn't want to um I think what I'm more I'm more focused on certain parts of it and ignored the codependency label because that was scary and I didn't want to do that to myself um, but I did, like, the whole, like, I don't have boundaries. I'm going to start making myself have boundaries, which is, you know, tied into codependency. Um, and, like, I started, you know, not texting about every little thing because mm-hmm. it wasn't good for me. Mm-hmm. So. But you said that boundaries are tied to codependency. What do you mean I would that? say boundaries are tied to codependency because, like, isn't that the opposite of codependency, though? The lack of boundaries. Oh, lack yeah. Of sorry. Okay. Like, um, like if I don't have boundaries, it's easier for me to become codependent or something. Oh, else yeah, yeah for sure. On me. Sorry. No, you're That's good. That's what I meant by that. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. Just making sure. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Um, so do you think we can like help each other with our? I don't know if we like see someone in trouble and know that someone else is code codependent on another person do you think we can help them get out of that situation or do you think that's like there that's hard um (laughs) jeez I think there's a lot of different answers to this I think obviously you don't always know the full story if it's going on um so that makes it hard and then I guess I've with my friends who I've seen get into like less than healthy relationships or mm-hmm. make less than healthy decisions, I do the best I can to let them know that like I'm like, this probably isn't healthy or like, this is gonna sound like an asshole thing, and I swear it's not. It's just like the way to do it in a light way. I've like teased my friends for doing things that I don't necessarily think are healthy, and like they know that I'm doing it because I love them, and I'm doing it to make the situation lighter than being like, this is unhealthy. Don't do this. Cause that's not, mm. um, I mean, do you think like teasing about it and like adding humor to it is like almost encouraging them in some way? Encouraging them to do it? Yeah. I mean, cause if you're like teasing them about it, being like, mm, mm. I like teasing them. I'm like one of my friends, um, I've teased her about like how she like, hopefully she doesn't get offended. listening to this. Um, <laughs> about how like she like can't, take time where she's not dating someone <laughs> and I've teased her about that and okay. she like to the extent that she's aware that it's an issue mm-hmm. um I think she would have been aware without me but I don't think it encourages her at all okay. I think I think I'm hope that it helps her know that I like she has someone to talk to about it um 
Hmm. Got it. Got it. All right. Yeah. I mean, I think I would. Sorry. What? I was. I was gonna ask for your opinion, but you're about to do it. Uh. Yes. Yes. So I was like, uh, kind of going back to like the whole, do can we help someone mm-hmm. in who's codependent? Like, yeah, I think I was like talking about. We were kind of talking about this earlier, but like, I don't know if I have an opinion on that because every time I've tried to help someone, it always ended up very badly. So like, I don't know if it's my place to help someone who I think is codependent. Like, isn't yeah. that like a psychologist's right, job or therapist's true. job? But yeah. like, but like, I mean, obviously I want, like, I'm, I understand where you're coming from, coming from because like, mm-hmm. you want to help the person. Yeah. You, you care about them. You love them. You want to make sure that they're healthy and safe and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's like such a tricky situation because like that person is codependent. So like, they're going to be in their head and they're probably not going to be able to see outside of like them and the other person. Yeah. So it's probably going to be really hard coming from like a third party, right. like telling them, uh, you, you know, this is like super unhealthy for you. Like, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you can't just like bring it up. You got to wait until it's exactly like, it's just going to fall on deaf ears. I feel like if they're yeah. super, super like in, into each right. other and like cannot see anything outside of themselves yeah it's which, really just like if someone like tells you that they're not sure then you can like mm-hmm. yeah 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 for sure um so like another thing that we had on our like little list of things to talk about mm-hmm. is like self-diagnosing so like obviously I kind Ooh, of yeah. like I showed you that post and like you were you... self-diagnosing me I mean yes which was probably not a good decision on my part but like at the time I was like maybe this would help and I sent it and I was like well can't go back now right. and then um but yeah so like do you think it's more helpful or harmful or um I think for the most part it's harmful um because it can become really easy to check it off and go, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this. Okay, we suck. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, story time. My school, um, like, was not, was aware that all the students were struggling with their mental health this semester because we didn't get to leave our dorms. Butler? Uh, yeah. Okay. And they sent us a list of, like, services we could go to and then one of the things at the bottom of the list was a survey you could take to see if you might have anxiety and I was like that is the most stupid thing ever you are literally telling students to self-diagnose anyway um where was I going oh um yeah for the most part self-diagnosing is going to just lead to like anxiety um and you know diagnosing yourself with the wrong thing however Sometimes it can help because it can help you be aware that you're not, like, crazy. Um, Like, I've had friends who have, like, kind of self-diagnosed about things who um, have, like, I don't know, OCD and stuff or, like, anxiety who were, like, worried that, like, what they were thinking wasn't rational or wasn't normal. And then they did some research and realized they aren't the only one and it helps you feel at least a little better Mm -hmm. and, like, you can get help. Um, and I'm like, I self-diagnosed my anxiety, um, probably to, I sometimes get anxiety about having anxiety and that's not good because I self-diagnosed, but (laughs) I also was able to help myself get medication, yada, yada. So now everyone knows I have anxiety meds. Great. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I feel, did we talk about that in like a different, I think so. I think I'm like, I don't, I think we talked about in the mental health episode. Okay. Um, but not that it matters, but, like, it's just, you know. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, I, I think I agree. I agree. Because, um, 
I mean, I used to, like, I think I, I told you this, but, like, a couple of years ago, I, su- I was super, like, mm-hmm. narrow-minded about, like, how, like, I don't know. I was very against self-diagnosing, let's just put it that way. And I was mm-hmm. like, you kind of bring it upon yourself, and I wouldn't think anywhere outside of that. And um, we had a conversation over text. And so I was, Which one? No, I'm kidding. Go I mean, ahead. <laughs> and, yeah, so, like, I don't know. It's just, like, a couple years went by, and, you know, obviously, like, more experience and whatnot. And I guess, like, um, opened my mind up to more ways that, you know, mental health can affect people. And, like, I noticed ways it affected me, too. So then I kind of went down that self-diagnosing route. But I don't know if it necessarily helped me or hurt me, I feel like for you – Oh, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I just have a thought. I feel like for you, it's a lot easier for you to say that you don't have anything when you had, like, me and our other friend to compare yourself to who have severe anxiety and depression. See, I almost thought it was the opposite. Like, because I knew you guys, it was easier for me to be like, oh, I experienced those same things, and I'll, like, amplify for myself. But, like, I refused to do that because I did not want to add to, like, more stress and more problems. Yeah. So, I was like, I'm not going to be... So, you avoided yes. it? I completely avoided it. Healthy. Oh, my God. That's so healthy. I mean, I don't know. But, like, I mean, I never... It didn't... I mean, even though I avoided it, it, like, didn't, like, affect my life poorly mm-hmm. in any way. Like, I haven't gone crazy yet. So, like, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was doing something right for me. But, like, obviously, it doesn't work that way for everyone else. Yeah. But, like, just recently, I was, like, I kind of self-diagnosed that maybe I have a bit of social anxiety yeah, just because, and, like, yeah, um, I get super jittery when I meet new people, and it takes me, like, a long time to prepare to talk to, like, new people, and, like, even, like, people in, like, who are in authority and, like, who have, quote-unquote, more power than I do or just, like, um, yeah, it was, like, I mean, now I think about it, like, there was, there was, like, signs all the way back to, like, my childhood, and, like, a couple years ago, um, I got served, like, raw chicken, and I refused, (laughs) I refused to, like, complain to the waiter, because, like, I didn't want to put them in, like, an an uncomfortable position, because I was, like, I had just, like, I didn't want to make them uncomfortable, which doesn't really make any sense, but, like, I don't know, it just, like, it always, I don't know, talking to new people just always kind of put me in a weird, mental space and I would have like physical symptoms too like I'd be like super super nervous and super jittery and like my throat would close up on me and I like couldn't get anything out of my mouth and it's like it's still like that sometimes when I like um join new zoom meetings with like networking and stuff and just like meeting new people in general and I'll be like trying to like figure out how to get out of the conversation as quickly as possible when it gets (laughs) when it gets really like intense for me but I mean I never labeled it like that. And for me anyway, because I didn't label it like that, I think I was able to overcome it easier. Really? Yeah. Because I've always had that, but because I knew it was a problem for me, I like purposely put myself in situations where I would have to overcome it. Speech team was one of those. I was so, so freaking nervous. Every time I had to go up to speak, I would be I would be so anxious before I went up. Like literally, I was squeezing my fingers, like literally just I was Yeah. I was, I had, I was so jittery. It was so, it was, it took a lot, a lot of courage, but like, um, at the same time, I really like performing, but it just like, it, it was really hard to like manage all the nerves and everything. But I mean, a lot of people have performance anxiety, so I'm not sure yeah. if it's like. Is performance anxiety, anxiety or is it performance nerves? Say that again? Sorry. Is performance anxiety actually anxiety or is it performance nerves and nervousness? I mean. I think it's the same and thing. Anxiety and nervousness? Yeah. I feel like anxiety is more of like a, like, 
consistent. Affecting. I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that's why it's performance anxiety because it's particularly for performance, mm. though. But, I'm like, I'm Google it. I mean, I could be wrong, I, but, like, I mean, I think that is the same thing, though. I mean, okay. I mean, I've heard other people call it performance anxiety, too. Yeah. So, like, I think there's a point to that. But, <laughs> um, I mean, because, like, I think what you're thinking of is, like, anxiety, like, long-term, where it's, like, you yeah. always feel it despite, like, the situation or, like, something like that. But, um, yeah, so, like, self-diagnosing. <laughs> For me, it's, like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, don't, I guess I just don't do well with labels in that sense. Because once I, like, put that label on me, then I act and start to do whatever that label yeah. is. Sometimes that happens. So I would rather not do that. But, like, now that I know that I have, like, those symptoms and stuff, I can, like, definitely take steps to, like, overcome it and like be better at managing whatever's going on with me in my body and my yeah. whatever is going on in my head which yeah. is yeah it works for me yeah yeah I get that it's easy to spiral down sometimes when you label but I know like for me it like when I have labeled which is mostly just with like mm-hmm. um depression and anxiety it did help me um I yeah I remember the like argument where you were like doesn't it hurt to label and I was like maybe it should but it helps me Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah no no I mean you're definitely not alone in that because there's a lot a lot of people who are like because I have that label I know like what's going on and I don't feel like I'm alone and yeah I totally understand that argument but and yeah and it's totally valid really makes sense doesn't work for me but (laughs) but it definitely makes sense yeah and also with like labeling like mental health Mm -hmm. I feel like this is kind of a concept that not everyone would agree with but um I feel like mental health kind of, like, you know, we talked about, like, how I believe in, like, a spectrum of, like, gay, straight. Like, I feel like mental health kind of has a similar, like, spectrum. Like, no one is 100%, like, mentally stable. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm sure there are people who are very close to 100%, like, breaking down. But, like, a lot of people are, like, I don't know, in between, I guess. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would even argue that if you're, like, completely mentally, like, stable, like, in the sense where, like, you don't react to anything, like, you're missing, like, so many aspects of, like, living your life and being human. Like, you're supposed to feel your emotions and be sad and angry and throw tantrums sometimes. Like, that's just a part of life. And, like, you don't have those, like, ups and downs and, like, waves. Wait, so is a sociopath mentally stable then? (laughs) You know, I mean, in a sense, maybe. I mean, they just, like, they're, like, they're, like, a flat line, whereas, like, normal people are, like, up and down, but, like, they're just one tone, one, they're all, I don't know, I'm I'm trying to come up with, like, an analogy, but I'm failing. Yeah, flat line. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, that's, that's an interesting thought. I never thought about it like that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's so weird, but, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Whoa. Interesting. So do you think, under the assumption that there's heaven, do you think when we go to heaven that we're still going to be completely mentally unstable? I mean, I don't think we're, I mean, we don't know much about heaven, and I right. I don't, I mean, because we're human, we're human, right? So, like, when we go to heaven, I doubt mental stability, I mean, I doubt, like, the way that we think in heaven is going to be the same as the way that we think right. as a human. So, like, men, the concept of being mentally stable isn't a thing in heaven. Does that make any sense? Kind of. Like, I, I think that it's beyond our cap- capability to, like, comprehend, okay. like, when we die. 
Right. Like, that makes sense. I doubt we're going to be thinking about this stuff in heaven because we'll have it, like, we'll understand things that we don't understand now. Right. So, we know, well, we don't know everything. God's the only one who knows everything. But we'll, as much as we can. We'll have more access to information, yes. I, I, I'm assuming. But, like, Probably. you know, yeah, I mean, most likely, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah, but that's fair. That's, I, I think there's beauty in not knowing anything. So we can talk about stupid stuff and make stuff out of nothing, yeah, it's you know? Yeah, fun. And create. Well, like, stuff. faith wouldn't exist if we actually knew everything. Because then it would just be, like, knowledge. Right, and, like, if you think about it, like, faith came from, like, you know, like, not, I mean, not having anything to rely on and, like, you know, mm-hmm. needing a sense of, like, security and stuff yeah. like that, so it's, like, really interesting, but, um. Sorry, we me. jumped over to religion. That was my fault. No, <laughs> you're good, you're good. I was, like, I was kind of confused, but I was, like, no, it's okay, we'll roll with it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. No, I like it. I mean, we used to do that a lot in our, like, our earlier episodes, and yeah. we, we, like, talked about a lot of, like. Is this because we're together? That's what, it helps. It helps me get distracted. Helps you get distracted. Yeah. I'm glad to know I'm part of your distraction. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. I don't know where to take Good this. sentence. Uh, yep, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, yes. Do we have, do we have anything else? Yeah. Do we have a ton of time? Oh, uh, we have, like, like, eight minutes left. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Codependency. Codependency. Um, do you think codependency, I mean, I guess it's kind of obvious being that, but um, do you think codependency is more frequent in, like, friendships or, like, actual relationship relationships? Hmm. I mean, I didn't know it was possible to do that in, like, I mean, I, I, mean, I guess I wasn't really aware uh, that it was a possibility in friendships until I met you. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I've always, I've always like pictured it as it, as it being in like relationships because I would always hear stories about that happening in relationships. But I can see, I mean, like after like, you know, being your friends and like, I mean, I'm more aware of like how it happens in other friendships too. And like, you know how like, I mean, you've, we've all heard about it at least once or twice. I never like connected the dots. Like, you know, how you hear like, different friends being jealous when the other friend got like a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they would be like well you can't spend time with them because you're just like destroying our friendship and you're a terrible person because you're spending time with your boyfriend and like you know there's a whole thing that goes down so like I guess that like makes sense but your question was like do you think it's more prevalent in like relationships mm-hmm. or friendships I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't um there has to be some statistics on that but what do you think I mean I guess it makes sense, more sense for it to be in relationships because you, like, get closer to people. And I feel like there's different expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you expect to be able to rely on someone and have someone rely on you. Um, yeah, I have follow-up questions, but I don't know if I should wait until after the podcast because they're about specific people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I mean, can you generalize them in any way? Okay. Can try. So our friend that I was codependent with. Yes. Do you think she's codependent with the other friend that I'm thinking of? So, like, hmm. Are you kind of, like, asking if it's, like, if you're codependent with someone and then, like, if you don't fix it in that friendship or relationship, (laughs) you carry it on to, like, other friendships? Is that kind of what you're saying? I mean, no, but that's a cool question. Are you asking, like, a specific... I was asking specific, but I, like, like, go for it. 
answer that because that's cooler for the podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, obviously, I think you would take it to like other relationships because if you don't heal yourself or like you don't become aware and acknowledge what's going on in your relationship currently, then if you don't fix it, then you're obviously going to take it to the next relationship because you want to recreate that in your next relationship. And if you don't get that, then you're probably going to figure out another way to do that anyway. Because, like, that's probably all you know and all you're good at, you know, handling. That makes any sense. But it's kind of like, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like touches on, like, the law of, like, attraction or whatever. Yeah, because, yes. like, you you are what, I mean, like, you attract what you are. That's sort of what it is. What it's, what's it about? So, like, if you're, um, if you are a codependent person, you rely on other people, you're probably going to attract other people who rely on you, too. So, that makes sense, right? Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. How about, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, I know for, like, a while I was looking for, like, replacement friends, so, like, to that extent. <laughs> I mean, I was. I, it's okay. It sounds okay. like an asshole, it's not like an no, asshole no, thing, no, it's no, just no. like a, like, I lost one of my closest friends, and I wanted someone else that I could talk to about some more things. Um, and so, like, that definitely highlights the, you know, like, throwing it out to someone else. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, like, kind of talked to you a lot over the summer, which helped me to, like, focus on, like, this sounds so cheesy, like, loving myself and not being dependent on anyone else but myself. That's Um, It's cheesy. It's shut up. It's Um, great. I love it. But like, I still kind of want that type of. I I just need to figure out and make sure it's healthy, and that's what's hard. But I do want the kind of relationship that I'm like really close to my significant other and like talk to them about things. What does that look for you? Look like for you? I don't know what a healthy version of it is. Um, mostly because I've only dated one person, and I've only had one like a few friendships that are as close as the one where I was codependent. Um, so it's kind of a hard thing to know. Um, I, I hope I can, you know, be healthy when I'm with my significant other and not do things that are unhealthy for either of us. Um, we both know I had a lot of unhealthy habits. Um, but yeah, it's okay. We all go through it. It's all right. I mean, you've made so much progress, and I tell you that all the time, but, like, mm-hmm. I, I completely mean it because yeah. I've been through, like, I'm not, right. I mean, I've seen you through all of it, so, like, it's really, right. yeah, I've seen how far you've come, and it's just so made me so happy. Yeah, I determined, like, the other day that I think it was all, like, literally all of it was because I was, perf- I'm still perfectionist, but I'm not as much of a perfectionist, and I think, like, most of my issues were because I was a perfectionist. Like, I wanted to be a perfect friend, perfect student, perfect... So, like, mm-hmm. because of that, I did, like, a lot of things that weren't healthy for me. Yeah. No, that makes a lot yeah. of sense, actually. Like, just trying to, like, figure out where it all came from. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I like, I have some perfectionistic tendencies, but, like, I don't know. I feel like it's not super apparent in, like, certain aspects of my life. But, like, I don't know. I'm very perfectionistic about, like, my work and, like, studying and doing, like, yeah. and all that stuff because, like, I can't focus on anything yeah. else. But, um... I totally, I can totally see that in you, but, like, mm-hmm. not in a bad way. I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's unhealthy consequences, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, like, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta be with people who can understand and can help you work towards being healthier. Right, right, yeah. for sure, for sure. I mean, do you think that you've made friends who are 
who are more supportive and more quote-unquote like healthier now or do you Uh, think it's about the same I it's weird I I think so um also it's just weird because I'm healthier so it's a lot easier to have a healthier relationship with people Mm -hmm. um sometimes I have conflicts that like I see myself doing things I told you this I see myself doing things I used to do that were unhealthy um Mm-hmm. because sometimes people you know exude traits that are very similar um so it's easy for me to like go back to my old habits but that's really cool that you're like aware of that I am see so that. self-aware it's annoying sometimes <laughs> like I like am like I don't I want to just be happy for 24 hours but I'm self-aware so self-aware um but like because I'm doing healthier things I think it's having a healthier effect um and um I guess something else worth mentioning that I probably think I mentioned on the podcast is that like I'm able to take the things I've learned and apply them to new friendships like um just to help people and again the biggest thing is like I need to keep my boundaries up in order to keep things healthy and mm-hmm. that's hard for me but yeah yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's good though, because I mean like you, you are actively applying like what you've learned, I guess, to yeah. like to like different situations in the future or like or now. But like that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah, I just need to remember not to project too much, because sometimes I project mm-hmm. like negative things that have happened to me or like negative people that have happened to me. Mm-hmm. Not negative people, just negative situations with people that you know mm-hmm. you get that. But like. I project too much, so sometimes I, like, put people in boxes with other people that don't fit together, mm. you know, because I'm just, like, it helps me to under, it's, like, part of my personality type. We talked about it in the Myers-Briggs episode, but, like, I, in order to understand people, sometimes I, like, project other things that I've seen in other people, which is not healthy, but, mm. yeah, yes. I mean, now that you say that, I think I've, d- I've done that as well. I've done that, and it's, like, I don't know, it's weird because, like, because, I don't know, I kind of put the labels that I have put on other people, on other people, on, on different people from that person, so, like, I try to, like, make patterns and, like, connections where there aren't any, when, I don't know, you just, like, it's, it's interesting, because, like, you take a lot of things from your past, and you think you've, like, got over them, but you, you haven't really, no. because you just, yeah. you pick at it and bring it back to the present, and it's, like, super hard to get rid of that, and, like, completely, like, you know, uh, close get closure and like tie all those loose ends and stuff yeah. like that and it takes a lot of work and self-awareness <laughs> and like actively working yeah. toward it every single day it can be a lot of hard work um but yeah I mean we're pretty much we're pretty much out of time but I think uh-huh. that kind of like we got there guys we did it we did it we had a little trouble we had a little bump like rough patch right there in, inside the inside what am I saying I don't know and in the podcast <laughs> I don't know I'm losing words uh but I think that was a good way to uh wrap it up just kind of like it's mental health is a process and you're always working on it so keep doing you you're gonna get to wherever you need to be yeah closing comments <laughs> I mean I kind of I kind of closed it up so yeah um working on yourself isn't far from normal. Did I really do that? We said something about we mental, said mental health. health isn't far from normal. You know, normal. it's, it's right. slightly different. It's Self-help okay. isn't far from normal. 
we had like a growth. Ne- never mind. That You're was right. good. That was good. That was good. Self awareness isn't far. Shouldn't be far from normal. Good enough. I don't know. Good Sorry, enough. guys. We tried. <laughs> Check out our email and our Instagram. Yes, for sure. And um, yeah, if you have any comments, suggestions, feedbacks, um, want to do collaboration, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Instagram, like Miranda said, and um, at Far From Normal Podcasts, yeah, we post a bunch of stuff, and it's super interesting yeah. and fun. Yeah. So, all right. All right. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you. Bye.